You're listening to Lab Notes by Play Labs, where we focus on gameplay, communication, and wellness. Let's get to the lab. Hey, welcome back to Lab Notes. I am here with Jared. Good to be back. And Evan. Happy to be here. And we are not reeling from the news of the Xbox communique last week. So we figured we'd jump right into a topic like that this week and not recap what they said, but discuss more what happened to get this all started. Like the rumors start floating and then people start, it's like the Great Depression. They're throwing their Xboxes off the top of buildings and all this other kind of craziness. And then they don't do anything specific they just have a news announcement via podcast and just say yeah it's business as usual (laughs) so uh, i don't feel the need for us to recap everything that happened per se but um i don't know evan what do you think what was your initial impression about the rumors going around and then after well at first hearing what you know the rumor was of of exclusives ending on xbox's side i just kind of was like hey you know more people get to play more games that's that's cool and then my reaction of their entire like podcast video stream thing was it could have been an email (laughs) you could have just sent this out to your game pass subscribers and an email of like hey here's an update nothing's changing (laughs) which is exactly what i looked at it as i was like cool (laughs) 20 minutes of you know them patting themselves on the back going yeah it's all good don't worry about it (laughs) and it's like yeah you could have just could have made a tweet, man, <laughs> and I would have gotten the same information. So, yeah, nothing's changing. I mean, the game, the games that are supposedly coming to PlayStation, I'm excited for. But, you know, just more people get to play them, which means more life into them, hopefully, and that keeps it going. But, yeah, no, it was not <laughs> nearly yeah. as bad as anyone thought it was no, going to be. And right? The people about, who are still complaining, you know, they always will. What about you, Jared? Do you think it's uh, the ex- ending? They're not necessarily any exclusives, but let's yeah. say that they're having less exclusivity on the platform. Does that really have any negative impact? I haven't had a console in in many, many, many years. Um, I just have PC. And I'm curious, Evan, you said uh, you're excited that some of the Xbox exclusives might be coming to PlayStation. Aren't you primarily on PC? Yes, yeah. And and, uh, one of the games that is supposedly going to be one of them is Sea of Thieves. And that has been kind of a hit or miss for me over the years uh it's very fun to get into but it's very like i play it for 20 25 minutes and i go okay i looked at the water it was pretty i'm done now um i don't really want to do anything else and that's partially because there's no other players to fight against you know you're just kind of sailing around getting the ai and uh, like the enemies like that and finding treasure but the joy of that game when i played it in its beta was you get with your buddies and you're sailing around and all of a sudden you see another group of players and your, of course, immediate reaction is, let's go fight them. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That, that coming to PlayStation hopefully means more of that and uh, more players. So, you know, and that goes along with any other game they decide to make available. Right. I, that makes sense. I mean, having more players is always a better thing and really doesn't matter for exclusives that are more single-player story-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, you think like Spider-Man games that were PlayStation exclusive forever, like... Yeah. Why wouldn't they make it for Xbox and PC? Like, you get more players, you sell more copies, but if their thought is people are buying, they're buying a PlayStation to play Spider-Man, they're just not doing that. They're just not playing it. 
you know, there's so many more games out there. No one is so crazy about Spider-Man that they have to have it. I, I don't think. Maybe maybe some of the older people who are more nostalgic for it that grew up playing it on a PS2, PS3, when it was, you know, that was the game, and that's why they had a PlayStation, and maybe those guys are buying a PlayStation, but they're probably buying a new one anyways just so they can play it. Uh, I don't think anybody would really, not in modern age, buy a console specifically for a game. The last time I did that was a Nintendo, like, 3DS to play one of the newer Pokemon games, but this right. is going way back. Right. So I, I don't even count that. Like, let's just put a pin in Nintendo for a while because Nintendo's just the Mario player machine. So let's just put that aside, right? And that's the only place you can get Mario games, and that's where they they thrive on. It's pretty that. much pretty much what they do. It's Pokemon, Mario, and that universe that exists. That's yeah. why people buy yeah. that console. Yep. Yeah. Do that. And that is yeah. the only one that that's still happening for. Right. Want the lab to yourself? Host a private party and get exclusive access to our entire 3,000 square foot gaming lab or your birthday party, bachelor or bachelorette party, or company event. Visit playlabs.gg party to book today. Use the promo code podcast for a $50 discount. It's interesting that I feel we all think that way. Like, I wouldn't buy a console just for exclusives. So... I made a note in our show notes that it's hard to tell now if people's sentiment is, if it's actually true, if it's real, because sometimes people will make things up to get impressions, which now Elon Musk says, hey, we'll pay you for impressions. So people will do dumb things to try and get impressions and lie and do whatever kind of craziness they got to do, which I think seems to be a, a common thing across Twitch and YouTube and everything yeah. else. Social media. Social media in general, right? And as business-like as it sounds, I think what will ultimately be the telling source of if people are actually mad or not are the numbers. Uh, you're going to look at the profits, what's selling, what's not, what happens, and there are analysts that are going to look at that, and they're not going to look at the fake outrage. They're going to look, are people still spending money on this? And that's really all that matters to them. And the news broke and the rumors and right. things being talked about is only good, right? Whether it's good or bad, sure. there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right, right. So that's interesting because so the, the fake outrage posts and people that were getting impressions were the ones saying, well, what's the point of having an Xbox now if all the exclusives are going to be not exclusive? Because you like Xbox and the platform? Well, that's, I mean, right, I never, <laughs> I didn't buy a PlayStation because I didn't like PlayStation's interface. Right. I didn't like their controllers. Right. And I... Probably back in the day would have bought an Xbox just to play Halo because I really, really liked Halo growing up, and that's all I played. Right. Uh, I didn't play any other games, so I didn't care about not having a PlayStation. And if I owned a PlayStation my whole life and that's what my parents bought me, then there probably would have been a different Halo that I just would have played on PlayStation. Right. It wouldn't have been Halo. It would have been something else. <laughs> yeah, so, Killzone would have been. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, so that's what I'm thinking is, like, the people that are complaining are, are effectively saying to me, well, the only reason I bought an Xbox was to play this game. And I'm thinking, so you've got $500 of disposable income, and you're upset that now you can play that game on something you already had, but it's not yet, right? So you did you not get your joy during the time frame that you had it? Yeah. You're like, well, what's the point of having an Xbox now if all the games are on other platforms? Like you said, well, I hate the PlayStation interface. I've always hated the PlayStation interface. It's been 
ridiculously terrible for way too long. Yeah, I mean, I um, hate turning the PlayStation off here in Play Labs at the end of the day when I have to shut it off because in Xbox you just hold the button, go up once, and you turn off the console. But PlayStation, it's like solving a Rubik's cube if the TV is off. Well, you can't. You're not turning the PlayStation off. You're opening settings and changing it to some other language. Like, no, nah, the, the interface is weird. But some people grew up with it and they're yeah. used to it. Yeah. And great, they own a PlayStation, and right now they get to play the games that are on Xbox. Who cares? Right. And I, I think Evan's got the right the right point here and Microsoft is thinking the same way more players better right at the end of the day play how you want to play if you want to I mean I don't know if it'll ever happen but if you wanted to play Halo on the PlayStation because you like the controller better or whatever <laughs> right, sure. if you take the the machine out of the mix for a minute and you said because my solution to all this is well, my, I, I asked a question, just an internal survey of our team, and I said, well, why do you play with a console? Those that play on console, why do you play on a console? And it's a combination of simplicity, right? I don't have to worry about patches, and although you do, I don't have to worry about multiple patches. Yeah. Um, it's one interface, right? I mean, you can technically put a mouse and keyboard on a console, but... Yeah. You know, uh, for the most part, you're playing on a controller. You can play in the on your couch in the living room or wherever you want to play. Surprisingly, nobody said price, which I thought would be the first reason. If you took those things out and made it easier, right? If I gave you a $600 PC gaming machine that you could put in your living room under your TV that didn't look as ridiculous as a PS5, and I, I think there's something to be said about a black rectangular box, <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm not a Microsoft fanboy per se, but I'm like, there's no reason for it to be awkwardly shaped and it's not a piece of artwork. So a simple piece of hardware that goes under your TV in your living room that you can pick up like an Xbox or a PlayStation and move to your office if you wanted to, play with a controller, which you can play on PC, and make it a PC. There's your solution to all of it. Everybody can make them. PlayStation's or Sony's making it, Microsoft's making it. NZXT's making it, anybody else can make it, Alienware, whatever. Here's your console PC that solves all the problems. And now worry about making games. The PC player base, and uh, uh, there's some survey from the GDC, the, the um, Game Developers Conference, of the game developers, 66% of them are focusing on PC. I'm excited. So <laughs> two-thirds of the game developers are focusing on PC. That's an impressive number. And they're doing it because... It's where the player base is. The PC, PC player base is huge, right? Yeah. And it's, I mean, of course, it's probably not as big as council because the barrier to entry is a lot lower. But, but then you start looking at, you know, different demographics and, you know, who's playing on PC versus who's playing on a console. And yeah. I, I think there's, a, there's, there's something to be said about PC. The PC players are... They're, I think they're more likely to spend more money without oh, absolutely. doubt, right? Absolutely. Over the course of time. Right. Obviously, they spent more money up front, but I think over the course of time, they're going to continue to spend money, you know, and they got cool things like various, I hate multiple launchers, but I do like the multiple stores that kind of all offer discounts and that kind of thing. So, yeah, you can get um, your games from, you know, like uh, Green Man Gaming, where you can get um, games that are, you know, 15% off that are brand new, so you don't have to yeah. spend full price in the store. I think uh, another important piece of PC gaming um, as well as modding you have games that are older or uh even newer games like cyberpunk where the developers are very open in their sense of like here is 
here's our tool set. You know, here's how you can you know, mod the game in, in any way that you want, and then people put that out, and it's like, okay, well, now there's new life into the game because I don't have to play the exact same thing. There are mods for Fallout New Vegas, which is, at, I think, at this point now 10 years old, if not more, where somebody just went and created a whole new story in London, and it's just a mod that you install. It's got voice actors. It's got quests. It's got, you know. Now, like, all that stuff yeah. is great, but there is a steeper learning curve to PC. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, There is. Yeah. There and a higher frustration level, I'll say that, uh, yes, for sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's also more opportunity to learn and have multiple uses, whereas with the console... It does that too. That's it. I don't think VR is the future of gaming yet. I think it's getting there. It'll still be, you know, five, ten years, maybe sooner. Who knows? But VR already has integration with PC. They're not saying only use our standalone console and you can only play against other people on this and everything is here they said okay well if you have a vr headset you can do some really cool stuff on it but if you want to enhance your experience or you want to try more games you can link it up to a, a pc mm-hmm. and there's tons of free games uh you can get way better graphics and they're improving the software that lets you wirelessly link to a pc yeah. every day uh it's just getting better and better and they're mindful of the fact that it's easier to make a game and have it on pc than have people access it from your console do you think community is part of it too? I mean, you're on a PC, you have Discord, TeamSpeak, uh, Reddit. TeamSpeak. That's, 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 that's a throwback. You guys start yeah. talking about Ventrilo. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, you know, Wasn't there Mumble for a while? Mumble too, was yeah. one of them. I never used that one. I never yeah. used Mumble. Vent, Vent and T- oh, TS yeah. were yeah, the, the I big ones when I was gaming. But, um, but you have yeah. like Reddit, and you know, like I remember when um, we were playing. A new game, Helldivers, over the weekend, people had their other monitor with like Reddit open, and people were congratulating each other on like liberating this thing or oh, whatever. Right. So you know, I think is that part of it too, where it's like there's kind of like you said, the player base is bigger, and I think there's there can be a different sense of community. It's certainly easier yeah. to be part of a community on PC versus like that. I mean, you used to have like clans and consoles. Steam has but, communities, yeah, like yeah, clans yeah. like that. You can just join but and, and whatnot. It was really just like I mean, back in days when I was playing Halo 3, like, if you were in a clan on console, it just means you had, like, you changed your name to have, like, a tag. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whenever you saw someone or you played with your buddies, you had the same tag, and you were like, oh, we're, we're this clan. But it wasn't, right. like, a real, like, you didn't have a place to meet outside of the console. Right. You know, versus, or outside of the game, rather. Yeah. Worth with computer or PC, you do. You can go in Discord or, or Reddit or any of those things. Yeah. I don't I think the council players are using their phones, though, right? Isn't that sure. really what's happening there? Yeah. Like, so they're still in that community on Discord. They're just doing it from their phone. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they're excluded from the community. You still have those functionalities. It's less convenient. I mean, it's less convenient. There is exactly, and I, they don't know it yet. Right, that's what's that's what's missing. Hey, I got nothing against console players. I've got all the consoles that exist already. I play them occasionally, but but yeah, once you've experienced the PC side, like I don't, I dread going over to play a game that's exclusively on the console. If I want to play Spider-Man Two. I know I've got to play on the PS Five, and that's what it is. So I try and keep them separate, like controller, third-person stuff. I typically play on console, and then first-person stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll play on PC, but I'm getting more to the point of just plugging my controller into my PC and going, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I kind of bridge the gap. 
shift in the next year not because of this news in in general i because playstation kind of said something similar and as you had mentioned hell divers right released on pc and plays playstation yeah um at the same time which is a i think it's the first time they've done that where it's a yeah new game coming to playstation and pc same day yeah yeah the funny thing is (laughs) so you have game pass and game pass and xbox basically Xbox and PC kind of together. And you have PlayStation, PlayStation and PC. There's a common denominator here. So do you think that there's going to be a an approach where they're all doing that? Where everybody, except, again, Nintendo doesn't count. Where everybody's developing for both? Or their own platform and PC? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that judging by the success of Helldivers, they, they might shift that strategy a bit more and want to... I mean, at the end of the day, all they got to do is look at the numbers, right? And they see, okay, uh, you know, they didn't expect Helldivers to do as good as it did. And then they had to cap the server's player amount at 450,000 while they worked on fixing Mm. everything to get more people in because it just keeps, it's like a snowball just keeps getting bigger. And um, I think that by and large, I hope Sony kind of takes that knowledge and yeah, definitely changes their strategy around putting games on PC along with dropping on PlayStation the same day, and then hopefully we see sooner turnaround times for games that were only PlayStation available or exclusive and then coming to PC. I mean, like you had brought up Spider-Man 2. It's like, I want to play that as well, but can I wait five, six years until it comes to PC? (laughs) Yeah, probably, you know, and I just stay away from everything around it because I don't want to, you know, spoil myself, but it's like I have that that opportunity. I mean, some games you can't wait for, sure, like uh, God of War I didn't want to wait to play on PC. Right. Um, right. But at the same time, I am waiting with my money for when they have it on PC, you know, day one, and I can purchase it. So I hope. I hope that there's some sort of strategy. I can't say for certain, obviously, though, if that's what they'll do. When they end exclusivity, do you think there's any focus on finding a way to port it to PC? Like, does PlayStation care about putting Spider-Man 2 on PC? Or do they say, that's the past, we're just going to do future titles or going on PC? And maybe they're even working on it with the announcement of that. Maybe they are quietly and actively working on their games being non-exclusives without telling people. And and I think that, I think you're right on that. I I think that's probably what they're they're doing. I brought up when you had asked us about, like, you know, why people are getting consoles or, or, you know, why members of the team get consoles over PC. Um, I remember bringing up that Naughty Dog said that they are making their games alongside PC, you know, development at the same time. And at first, when that happened, I thought that was more of a reaction to the lackluster um, reception of The Last of Us port because it just was bad. Didn't run very well for a lot of people, had a lot of bugs. So at first, I thought it was a little bit of a reaction to that, but then I also thought, like, it's probably just better for them if PlayStation is shifting their strategy to where they can go, you know, we're going to do this internally. We don't want to give it to another company to port our stuff over because who knows what they'll mm-hmm. screw up with it. The company that did the port for them did their last PC game port, which was the Uncharted uh, Nathan Drake collection. That was also not received very well by a lot of the PC players because it had bugs and poor performance and all sorts of stuff like that. So, again, I think it was a, at first an initial thing of, you know, no. Let's do this ourselves because we can, you know, work with this. It's our product. We should be able to make it for this 
you know, specific um, equipment, uh, for lack of a better term. And then I think, yeah, I mean, if Sony gives them the green light to say, the next game you make, we want it to be the first PlayStation Studios, you know, AAA day one PC PlayStation launch or something like that. I think that there's a very big market for PC players can't play, you know, those games until it gets there. So, you know, they're ready and waiting. I, I just think about the complexity of the matter, right? We're going to, I'm not a developer, so I, and I can't speak to this, but I'm fairly certain that this is, this is an accurate statement, that you can't develop for console, you're developing for PlayStation, and then you have to develop for Xbox. Yeah, yeah. And then don't forget you have to possibly develop for older editions of those consoles. Yep. And then amongst all that, you just have PC. Now, granted, it may not work on a PC that's 25 years old, but well, that's what they have minimum specs, right? Yep. They, if yep. you're meeting minimum the minimum specs. And, and the minimum specs is essentially the baseline, quote-unquote, console that you need to be able to do it. And it's easy to upgrade. It's cheaper to upgrade a PC depending on what equipment sure. you're buying. But it's sometimes cheaper to upgrade a PC versus buying a whole new console. Well, think about it from a unification of development standpoint. My development team needs to focus on PC. All they need to worry about. Don't worry about the other things because those things are not, we're not developing for those anymore. Throw the consoles out the window for a minute, and you go, okay, here's our new box. It performs like a console, but it's still a PC. Our developers can focus all of their time and effort and actually release a product that's done on day one. Um. Not, well, we didn't quite get it. You know, oh, there's a day one patch because, well, we were spread thin between three different platforms or four. A couple different things to go along with that. The reason that Cyberpunk had so many issues on release was because of that. They were developing for... Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Stadia, uh, shout out, um, and PC. And so there was like a 30 gig day one patch or 50 gig day one patch on top of the game. And then it still wasn't that good, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I was going to say as well, Rockstar is the same way. They they develop and they make like Red Dead and it came out to PlayStation and Xbox. And then PC players had to wait like a year and a half to get it. And... The reason every time is they're going to focus on the PC port on its own time because they want it to perform better. You don't have to do that with an Xbox, right? You don't have to mess with any graphic settings. Right. Rock, uh, Red Dead, like when it came to PC, one of the like things Rockstar was praising was that there are over a hundred different graphical options to make it look, you know, uh, to function as best you can. And PC players are okay waiting because there's so many other games on PC. Okay. Yep, and yeah. yeah, you have yeah all those so, communities, mods, everything to keep it kind of... So tasty. Helldivers, this game that released simultaneously, released PC and PlayStation 5, was yeah. it made by a major studio? Uh, it was made by Arrowhead Studios. They are a smaller developer. On not, not indie, but... Yeah, they're not indie. Yeah, they're like in that so little middle ground. Middle. Yeah. So I'm curious what they did right to have it come out and I mean I know you've played a lot of it uh, upon release and you play it on on PC right yeah um, for there not to be a ton of bugs with it uh, there's a lot of bugs in it but no there are <laughs> not, very, not, not legitimate not legitimate <laughs> bugs um, no it's again I'm I don't understand how game development works but I find and a lot of my friends find as well that the games that are 30 or 40 bucks that are made by yeah like mid-tier studios are less buggy, have way better performance overall for all the different systems that we all have. You know, everybody that I've played Helldivers with, I've not heard a single person go, it's not running good. 
Mm. Everybody's able to get it. And maybe that's partially because it was developed like with the PlayStation and that's something where like they kind of have a specific goal in mind. Right. Maybe that helps in terms of their options and whatnot. But yeah, I mean now you said the the server cap was around like four hundred and fifty thousand. I don't know if it still is, but yeah, I don't know if they changed. Uh, I'm looking at Steam charts right now. Mm. It's currently at two hundred and sixty six thousand players on Steam. Which That's if, current. if you assume it's running four hundred and fifty thousand, probably not total, but there's at least a hundred thousand people probably playing on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't remember the official numbers that people were having for PlayStation, but I know that it's they're yeah, consistently as soon as they raise the cap, it is reaching that cap faster than they can handle it. Crossplay, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if their cap is four fifty, I don't know if there's a it'd be nice to see that. Because that'll answer your question, right? If you've got 250,000 well, well, on Steam, there's 200. players on Steam was 407,000 on Steam alone. Gotcha. So, Which is why they're yeah. having a problem, because there's certainly at least 100 grand, if not a lot more, on it's, PlayStation. It's currently the fifth highest game being played on Steam. Okay. Either of you want to warrant to guess at what's right above it? Pell World. Above it? Oh, right wow. above it at number four. It could be Pell World. I was going to say Pell it is Power World. Is it? Is it? At 277,000. Wow. Quite the drop, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we have predictions coming at large, but, I mean. Yeah. That's, so something's got to happen. There were some there. high guesses. Yeah. But this is for another time. But the Pal World devs did come out and say they were like, it's fine if people take a break from our game. People have already played yeah. it. There's going to be new stuff. We want them to be able to step away. And they even acknowledged, they said, there's so many other great games out there. Go and play them. We don't care. We know you're going to come back when we put new stuff out, but we're not going to rush that new stuff. You brought something up, Dad, about um, like sort of Xbox's vision for the future when they were doing their podcast. And one of the things that did stick with me from that was when uh, Phil Spencer said, you know, this is where the money is. It's cultivating a community and games instead of trying to just push out the next newest thing every time. And I think that that's, I don't know, from my perspective, I kind of go like, really, you're just figuring that out now? Yeah. Like, you know, and I say that to like a lot of those developers where it's like, I mean, Blizzard is one of those two where it's like you have so many great titles and yet they fall off because you focus on. They don't listen to the community. They, they don't yeah. listen to the community. That's the biggest thing. And like Helldivers, you have the CEO tweeting at regular people talking to them about like their problems or whatever. Some guy said to him the other day, like still can't get into the server. He's like, you know, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. Like that's mm-hmm. not, yeah. you know, currently on my mind. <laughs> um, but like it's that sort of, I think his statement as well when he was, you know, being asked about it was our goal is to get people to play together and enjoy their time and have fun with it. And it's not designed around getting every dollar out of you or forcing you to play as much as possible and or just spending money to make it easier like our goal is to cultivate a good community of people who enjoy this game for the fact that it's a it's a game you're meant to have entertainment with it and and relax and they wouldn't have have game pass if they didn't feel that way game pass isn't a high dollar huge income thing it is because of the amount of people that do it Mm -hmm. but they could probably charge more and people would still pay for it, yeah. but they want it to be accessible and people to be able to enjoy it and try different games. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, all the games that are in Game Pass are somehow linked to Microsoft or Xbox. Some of them are yeah. third party. Some are third party. Like uh, okay. Warhammer 3 was on there for a little bit. That's a completely third party uh, developer, um, as well as some others. Well, I mean, Pell World's on there. 
So. Yeah, yeah, Pal World's on yeah. there, and that's, yeah, definitely. Um, they actually released some numbers a while ago about what Microsoft paid third parties to have their games. Mm. So that's kind of an interesting way it works, right? They they say, hey, Pal World, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to have it on Game Pass. Are they doing that so they get that community to try their games, too? Because if you have Game well, Pass... Exactly, right? And now I'm going to be... With something we... I use my other businesses, they, they want you to be sticky. Now they have you here. Oh, you've tried Pal World. We got, you got Pal World on, our, on Game Pass. That's great. And look at all the other games we have. And yep. you go, wow, I kind of like having access to all these games. Mm-hmm. I think I'll keep it. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and they said 34 million. Decision. Yeah, 34 It's an easy million. decision to keep it. It's cheap. No. I'm like a two or three year Game Pass subscriber now at this point <laughs> because, yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's, yeah, what, 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I only play on PC. But right. I, I love being able to just get a notification, hey, Sniper Elite 5 is now on Game Pass. Oh, perfect. What's I didn't, this? you know, yeah. yeah, let me go check I that mean, out. That's how I play Pal World. I mean, I, I wasn't going to buy it. Right, um, exactly. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I have Ultimate because I have it on both the Xbox and the, place, or in the PC. Mm-hmm. And at, at $20 a month, which I was already paying what was Xbox Live Gold. That thing was, yeah, 10 bucks. Like 10 or 12 bucks anyway. So for a few dollars more, I had access to both this on the PC and on the Xbox. And it's a no-brainer decision when you're talking about $70 games. And you go, well, let's see, it's $240 a year or three games. So, right. <laughs> you know, so it ends up, you know, making sense. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy because I, I spent a lot of money on COD buying the games. I don't buy any of the stuff yep, yep. except for Snoop. But, you know, at 70 bucks a year... Or a hundred dollars if I get the you know black cell version or whatever it is, it, it doesn't make sense now that it's on Game Pass. I'm like, awesome, made it worth a lot more money to me. Well, and all the other Blizzard games, right, that come with it, Diablo is right. gonna, that's what Diablo's they announced as well what, next month. So yeah, and that's who, gonna be the first one, I think, right? Yeah, they said so. that would be the first one, and I mean that's yeah, making it worth that that money right there. I mean, I use on top of subscriptions like that, I use a EA Play Pro. Mm-hmm. That's that makes its money back after two AAA games. You know, it's right. like it's a hundred bucks a year or something like that, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's our hundred and twenty. It's like I played the Dead Space remake and Battlefield twenty forty two. Boom, right? You know? And that doesn't include if I want to play Madden or uh, mm-hmm. FC or uh, sure, you know, whatever else they come out with during the year that I don't know about Star Wars. F one, F one is on there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Codemasters is with them now, and so yeah, I mean, I struggle to actually buy a full price game now because I'm like, oh, I'm so used to. It being somewhere else. This, you know, so is that the future of this? Is that there, you know, obviously PlayStation has their version of a pass, which isn't to me the same, right? Price-wise, I think it's pretty similar. I think there, it's, there's three different tiers. There's like a yeah. basic uh, standard and then some sort of like PlayStation Plus Pro or whatever. Yeah. But none of them offer what EA and Xbox offer, which is day one you know, ability to play the game for as long as you want. Right. Like, you have Game Pass. You can play Halo Infinite as much as you want for however long you want, as long as you keep the subscription. Whereas, yeah, there's no thing that PlayStation has that I can pay for and then play God of War Ragnarok Day 1 without right. spending another $70. Right. Or however, yeah. or Spider-Man or The Last of Us, whatever it is. Is that the direction exclusivity is going? Like, PlayStation has this game on their pass versus Microsoft has this game on their pass. 
and you don't want to pay $70 for the game, so you're paying $20 one way or the other? So I would pay, let's call it a publisher pass, instead of Game Pass or instead of Xbox Game Pass or something like that. I would pay $20 to the PlayStation Publisher Pass and then $20 to the Xbox Publisher Pass if I could get their exclusive circle of games on PC. Okay. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. So I'd be totally fine with that. And, you know, lower the price a little bit because it's not for the console anymore. I want a PC-only version of that. So whatever, $10, $15 a month. And I would easily pay for both of those passes to get their their studio's yeah, you know, day one games AAA on, day on one. PC. For sure. And if Sony decides to adopt that idea, uh, it's Neil, N-E-I-L. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spell the last name for you later. This podcast is produced by Podcast Nation. Just like great gamers are made at Play Labs, great podcasts are made at Podcast Nation. Visit us at podcastnation.com to learn more. You hit it right on the head. This should have been an email or hell, it could have been a tweet. Yeah. And it's like, yep, yep. One thing they said in there was that they will have some console refresh kind of, they alluded to a console refresh. This holiday. The, yeah. This holiday. Does that mean, I know mean, we saw some designs of consoles in their leak from the court case. Any portable speculation? Do you guys think there's going to be a portable version of an Xbox? I don't think so. I think because they have that cloud service that they're trying to push, you mm -hmm. know, playing it on your phone or something like that. I don't think I could see them doing some sort of portable thing, like a, even like a PSP style. I don't think mm -hmm. I'd see them doing. I know we saw, yeah, the leak that I saw most associated with like this holiday is just the updated look of it mm -hmm. and that it's got, I mean, by and large, it's just more efficient. It's got better packaging materials in terms of like it's uh, green, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You're trying to be more eco-friendly and then but like it's not like i saw any sort of like crazy performance it was all like very under the hood stuff mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like now you'll be able to play at like the 4k 60 exclusively or anything like right, you know, right. like they didn't say anything like that they just were like yeah no it's gonna look a little bit different and i mean storage i think would be the biggest thing yeah right put a two, two terabyte minimum in there make it easy to add two more yeah the price of storage is so cheap but i guess you know if you're trying to keep the price of the console down to that $500 range, yeah, you have to cut corners somewhere to make that work. So no portable uh, speculation? <laughs> um, I hope not. I would kind of be disappointed, maybe isn't the right word, but I feel like it just wouldn't be like, what, what's the direction that we're heading in here? Um, I have three of them, right, outside of the, the Switch. So I've got, you know, uh, the Steam Deck and then the... Um, the ROG? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to play on a little tiny screen. We're buying consoles to put them on our giant 4K TVs, and then people are running around with this tiny screen that's just slightly bigger than their cell phone, trying to play a you know a PC game. Yeah, that it's just so massively inconvenient. Uh, it's convenient, but it's uncomfortable. I think is the word. You're not enjoying the full breadth of what is offered. Like Cyberpunk is on the Steam Deck, but like who really wants to play a game that looks and plays like Cyberpunk on a handheld device yeah, in your bed. Screen. Yeah. yeah, when you could, yeah, put it on your PC or Xbox and on a 4K TV and actually really enjoy, I mean, what it was made for, right? You know, they didn't go into that game saying, we want to put it on a DS. <laughs> you know, right. nobody said that. Right. They were like, no, let's let's make this look good because people are going to want to, yeah, play it on a nice screen. And I, I got the PlayStation Portal finally. It performs as well as you would expect it to perform streaming from your local console. 
it's okay, but I guess I'm not that hardcore of a gamer that I absolutely need to play this, you know. I need to, oh, I'm in the middle of my Spider-Man game. Okay, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. So let me just take this in there with me, right? <laughs> right? I can't miss a moment. I guess it serves a different group. Well, we, we touched on Helldivers, and we're going to talk about games as a service next week or next episode. So we'll dig in a little bit about that when that time comes and how these things are, are being sold, like the $40 versus $70 games, that kind of stuff. So, Jared, what do we have coming up? at the lab in the next few weeks here. We got a couple of, uh, got some learn to play going on. So that's uh, an opportunity for you to come in and learn a, a popular game with some of our Play Labs coaches, uh, all ages, 10 plus, come in if you're an adult, bring a kid, come learn a new game together. It's fun. There's something for everyone at that class. And then outside of that, we're working on getting a Fortnite tournament put together here. We do have a private server. So awesome. we get everybody in person, all playing together, same server, no random people in there great way to play the game you know it's something new you don't play against randoms uh, all your competition is right in front of you outside of that uh nothing else coming up working on putting together our march offering calendar so either next week or uh the first week of march we record then our next episode will have more information on what's coming up then cool anything else you guys want to cover before we uh, wrap it up this time around uh there was some news about a League of Legends LEC, so European League, their top laner was benched right before their finals match. And then he was released from the team for having a bad attitude, being toxic toward his teammates and coaches. So Whoa. bad attitudes will not get you very far in games. Excellent uh, point. Bring the positivity. <laughs> Don't be a bad teammate. Uh, you could lose your job or lose the game. Both, which suck. <laughs> I, hey, I applaud them for taking that move, right? You got to say, hey, it's not how we do this. Yep. Right? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. No, I, it's, that, that's a good piece of news. I like that. <laughs> I like hearing stuff like that, and it reinforces what we enforce here, which is, you know, be a good be a good citizen, right? And very, right. Uh, speaking of a little bit of Starship <laughs> Troopers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to... Check out the show notes for this episode. There are links to our Discord in there. And make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcast platform so that you get notified of the next episode when it drops. We will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Lab Notes. Visit playlabs.gg to find out more about our programming and schedule. Be sure to join our Discord and pop into the podcast channel to ask us questions or tell us what you think. See you next week. Game on!